5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Today we are going to continue with our conversation that we started yesterday with Steve Koble. So we're going to jump right back into it. Well, I know that you are a creative. So tell me some ways that you're trying to continue to stimulate your creative parts of your brain. Well, I don't know if you know this. Do you know I've been taking guitar lessons for last year or so? No. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thankfully, again, I I really am privileged. So in my continuing education line, I've had the privilege to take vocal lessons. I've had the opportunity to be able to pursue bettering myself in different ways. And so anyway, I, I'm like, you know, I want to learn how to play lead electric guitar because as I get older, it would probably be uh, a great place for me to be able to join a team, not be in front and center, letting the next generation move up and, and being able to lead from microphone and song and word and just continue to mentor in that way. And I'm like, this is an area that I'm not very strong in. And my vocal teacher's like, you know what, Coble? you really could use a lesson in melody. And I thought, how better would I ever be able to study melody or how notes are connected together in song than learning on electric guitar, how you make those melodies come out. And so it's been about 14 months now. I've been studying with a guy named Don. And so one of the things that this time has allowed is that as I'm uh, using music in my own personal walk, that I can sit down at the guitar, not just to shred scales and stuff like that, but just to be able to get my hands on the guitar, not for my job, but get my hands on the guitar uh, to be able to grow. And there, there, there's that internal sense of that when you're growing, whether it's a mental challenge or whether it's a physical project being stretched in ways that you haven't experienced before, that it gives you a sense of, oh, I didn't just binge nine hours of Netflix. And I look in the mirror and say, who is this person? Yeah, so doing guitar lessons and you're continuing with voice lessons then too? No, no, I put that on hold. I, You know what? I'm lazy enough that practicing all the stuff that all these teachers want you to learn, it's just hard work, dude. And so I don't have the scope. I don't have the ability to be able to. I'm pretty sure all of my teachers would love for me to study more and to actually practice before I show up at the myself. <laughs> I mean, so, but yeah, so that, um, actually I've been putting pen to paper. I've been writing a lot. I, I mean, I don't have any deadline per se, but I'm working on some, just some concepts of some, some different ways to put the words. I have, I have people who have encouraged me over the last few years that the way I frame things when I lead worship and as I'm talking about stuff, I had to find out how I could learn to capture how I talk and frame the things that I frame and be able to do it writing in that. So I've been exploring that. I've got a couple ideas on that back burner. Shared with you before the podcast started, I got my studio put back together. So Earthen Warehouse is, I wouldn't call it in full swing, but boy, it's more organized and put together and cleaned up, ready to go. So I, I should I should start throwing um, pottery, I, I'm guessing in the next week or so, actually looking forward to opening up the studio and start start some lessons, teaching other people how to throw pottery, um, putting together some slab classes so others can do that. Obviously, when Dash 19 gets lifted and 
people can start getting together again. I haven't been doing much drawing or much painting of late. I've really tried to hone down into, I can get so many plates spinning that I'm not doing any of them well at all. And ultimately my reality is in the midst of all of this stuff, uh, as a church, when we're offering live stream at the level that we're offering it and how it's going together, it, it's just taking a lot of time. I sneak in things here, sneak in things there. Back to the, the stuff that you're writing, are you, I mean, are you writing it in poetry? Are you writing for possibly a book? Are you writing songs? I mean, I guess poetry's kind of can be put into song, but is there a particular focus for that? The, the discipline is just to be able to take a half hour and just to write. And so I'm, I'm doing that on the iPad. And then with the, the pencil, what I've learned is that when I am writing by hand, the words that I use and how I frame things come out of me that way better than if I'm behind the keyboard typing. And so I have, and I've recognized that in my songwriting, I am a poet. And in my poetry, I'm writing songs. I just take time to sit and listen to the conversation that's going on in my head and write down things that come to my mind. It's part of my meditation practice that I do. And I just felt like that instead of it only being thoughts that were going through my head in a meditative state, that I should also document document some of the thoughts that were going through my mind. And so one of the projects is I'd like to combine photography with poetry and put together a 30-day meditation for people to be able to read through just an excerpt per day and give the opportunity to contemplate. Probably won't be 30 photos. I'll probably do like 15 photos, 30 30 readings, scour the interwebs for some wise sayings. I don't want all of this based totally on the teachings of the Christ. I want the project to be leading questions that bring people to have to consider what is bigger and greater than they are. And this moves into, I, I have a personal philosophy or a personal value that what I believe is that I believe that humanity has made God too small instead of the creator being recognized as having created humanity, humanity becomes the creator of its deity. And so in the smallness of that God, then what occurs is we wonder why we ourselves are going crazy about being able to comprehend how all of this fits together because we're trying to mash the package of this supreme powerful deity into the framework of what we can comprehend. So I take a a hard, hard move and then move into a place that in my mind personally, I want to not be able to understand who and what my God is. So if I can explain it away and I have the answer for everything about God, it seems that that God is a very small, finite God. In light of that, if I believe that God is beyond my description or my ability to be able to comprehend, then I also recognize that even though I may be called in faithfulness to be able to share the work of God in my life with others, it's not on me for others to believe in my God. If God is in pursuit of others so that it may love, hold close, give grace, 
give peace, then I'm going to be able to move not into a place of laziness, not willing to share my faith, but I am going to move into a posture of submission to this deity to let this deity work in a powerful way. There's so many different sects S-E-C-T-S of Christianity, that something that is dialed in that is only from the speaking bullet points of what Zondervan's pushing out as far as what to read, I I just want to approach it a different way and just pose the question, hey, are you at a place where it seems like life's a mess and you really wonder if there could ever be any greater being out there that could actually love you? That's the platform that I want to come from. And then hopefully if I do one that's 30 days and if I do one a quarter and I get four out of my first year, then And three years later, I got a year's worth of 30-day readings and contemplations and workings around that. You know, it'll be a down-the-road project. But, I mean, I I just keep putting pen to paper or um, at least pencil to glass in regard to the iPad and, and keep working on that. And and fun stuff comes out. I mean, and there, yeah, there's some poetry stuff and there's some great questions that come to mind. And, and then there's a kind, kind of like the, the conversation that we were talking about of how funny it is that what, what we find in ourselves is becoming our greatest struggle. And yet the people all around us are well aware <laughs> of our shortcomings. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much to engage right there in in what you just spoke, <laughs> because I do believe that that is what happens. We'd like to have all of these answers square in our head, you know, before we're ever trying to like communicate that confession. And and I think it, when we try to be able to answer all these questions in our head, and then we're like, all right, this is my God, and you know, it sounds like it's your God, but it's a God of your making, yeah, not not of the God of the universe. <laughs> Right. And and I think there's a big difference in that. And I, I think it does limit God when we try to when we try to have all the answers. Yeah. And isn't it interesting? You've probably had feedback from the live stream from uh, that you've been doing at Tabor when people are like, oh, my word, that was so cool to get to worship together. And yet we're all apart. So all of a sudden now we're all going through the idea that was given to me uh, as I was thinking last night about this was we're getting to experience the unseen as we're not able to be together. And so God's spirit is at work and using the the words from the Bible and using the words of grace spoken by pastors and using the melodies to be able to soothe the, the hurt and weary soul. And it's not just in the moment when it's happening live, but even in rebroadcast, the work is alive. So what do we know? We know that God's declaring his own eternality in every moment, having been there, already knowing the person who's going to be viewing and having them prepared that as they've clicked on the button to watch the rebroadcast, that in that moment, they were ready for what was needed in that moment. But how is that seen? But it's happening as we're scattered abroad and we're not collectively gathering in our own tribal gatherings at the locations that we've declared as this is the place where our faith will rest. We're going to take a break there for today, and we'll be back again tomorrow with Steve. Hopefully you've enjoyed our conversation and been able to get some nuggets of truth from there as well. All right, everybody, have a great day and be well. Be well.